So you are assembled, make your way outside, just short walk from there to the edge of town, and you can see the flopping canvas. You can see the rusty irons of the abandoned structures nearby, and you recognize her because uh, you were just on it yesterday, driven by Denise. It's the car from Senator Bella, and uh, there's dust on it, like it has been here for a while, and poking around, you don't see anyone around you or inside. Well, Joachim, I think we're going to run into some familiar faces in there. Uh, yes, uh, but what's odd is, why is there so much of the desert on it? We were just in this car yesterday. Is the license plate different? It's got all the same information. I mean, I don't know how well Berserky would look at it, but even if they don't, John Doe can easily check by the, the license and the symbols of diplomatic stuff that it's the same car. Okay. Well, they could have gotten here yesterday and just gone straight here. Or it could be some freaky magic thing. I, I don't remember getting very drunk last night, but I, I usually don't skip a day unless that happens. I'm going to really hope they arrived and got here right away instead of some scary magic. It's probably a scary magic thing. Okay, I know that it's probably a scary magic thing, but I'm going to pretend for a little bit. Let's lay on, lay on, brave Macduff. And I guess we start to look for an entrance into the proper site. Yeah. Yeah, you follow the turmoil of dust and you see from the flaps of one of the tents an entryway in a dead pit as well as platforms and scaffolds which leads you downwards. You can descend down the entrance and uh, you can see that uh, there are footsteps, heavy military type boots disturbing the dust. Well, I think we're on the right path. Yeah, uh, I hope we don't run into them and they're possessed by stuff. Oh, crap, no wood to knock on. Yoki, why would you say that? Uh, does that happen? Is this a common thing with magic? No, no, I watch the mummies. Uh-huh. Common thing in movies. You're right. That's fair. All right, let's go. How does Berserk kid knows that? Yeah, John Jones is just going to let it. I, I thought there's been some time between like the mission. So he's probably been to the theater a few times and watched like, yeah, so. Yeah, probably. I kind of love the idea of Berserk here being in love with movies. <laughs> oh, God. Well, rather than getting scared talking about what's in here, let's go down and see the scary stuff. Right? Right. Let's go. Uh, weird question before we... I mean, I'm sure there is, because they would have... It's an archaeological dig. It, there's some sort of light source down here, right? At least on this level, you have a lot of lamps spread around. Yes, and uh, you can see some heavy-duty industrial flashlights laying around. You can try to pick one of those if you want. Yeah, I'm grabbing one of those. Joachim will grab one, too. You say flashlight, I say improvised baton. You know, this is my baton with a flashlight attachment. You enter the temple by descending, feel like it takes forever. And uh, there are these large columns that uh, poke through the darkness and uh, it seems to spread around into a courtyard, which ends in 12-sided stars that seem to act as a ward separating the outside world from whatever is contained. And as you move across the stone doors, you find yourself utterly surrounded by dust in uh, an amount of dust that almost creates an effect similar to fog. And after a 
while, you realize that you are in some kind of armory. Well, the feeling of a garage, but instead of uh, cars, you see deployed all around you pieces and uh, disassembled bodies of things similar to the Abyssin war machine that you fought last night. You can see dust falling over winged bull-bodied lions and in all different states of disassembled. The same dust clings to your skin and clothes. As you move around, you get the feeling that more dust shreds from your body than it clings to you. It is a place where everything is one with dust and the emanations. Uh, is it just me or do you think we should move quickly through here? Joachim, I didn't know you could read minds. Let's go. And as you are moving, you hear fast footsteps in the front. And you see a shadow move among the disassembled war machine. And from the book, you realize that it's Senator Bell. And she seems to be muttering something, talking with something. Uh, John Doe turns on his flashlight, just Madam Senator. Some silence, going by some quick muttering. I thought you had left, Jack. Madam Senator, is everything all right? We saw your car parked out here. I came here to converse with local interests. Where's the rest of your team, Madam Senator? I gave them the free day. I took the car myself. It's too dangerous for them. Well, it's too dangerous for you. Uh, Madam Senator, why don't you relax and step into the light? I can't really see you, and I prefer to look at who I'm speaking to. And just like that, she's in front of you. And particularly, you are assaulted by the same sense that there is nothing there. But there's something a bit different. You can see her through the dust. She's covered in enough dust that it masks off her anti-presence. And she seems calm. And not calm in her usual evil himbo way. More the cause of some resolute surrender. Madam Senator, are you feeling all right? Yes, Jack. It's an ongoing conversation with interested parties. As in you're having the conversation right now as you're speaking to me? You can say so, or something close enough. You should be familiar with this yourself. After all, you are in the same position. Madam Senator, maybe you should go out and get some air. You're not looking too good. In due time, I need to sit down. The Tulmeric Omega is making good points about turning back the course of history. It seems there has been an unacceptable detour. Is letting the narrative style. It's time for some lubrification to apply to it. Madam Senator, I ask this with the utmost respect due of your position. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, do you... have you forgotten where you are? I... no, but I don't understand what you're on about. We are the Black Sun Mirror Templar of the gloopy heart that's darkness. Are in a seat of power of oil. We are at one of the secret halls of the conspiracy against Solar Empire. This is where the desert is made real. This is, well, desert power. This is where idols are smashed. This is where diversity is reduced to no. This obliterator of all variants. In a way, it's antithetical to your own cybernetic ideas. You want to accommodate all variety. This exists to reduce all variety to zero. And it's inevitable. It's the fate of this world. Joachim would definitely like to look around and start seeing if there's anything else moving in this area. 
There's so much dust moving, dancing, covering the footsteps, covering you. The more you linger, the more the dust dusts. Madam Senator, I do believe you've got totally, and I don't use the this term lightly, cuckoo bananas. I think you need to get out of here. I think we should all get out of here. I agree. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to force me, Jack. How are you going to do that? Well, Madam Senator, we aren't exactly in the place of your advantage with, you know, lots of civilian casualties around. So if I have to make you, me and Joachim will make you. Fair enough. Well, you think you can race me to the bottom of the temple? And let's just like that, she's gone. Because remember, speedster. Uh, I hell damn it. fucking hate fighting speedsters, Yoki. Let's go. All right. All right. So we're going to start uh, a scene. going to have two greens, four yellow, two reds. This first scene, we start with the environment. And uh, you need to make a, open a way through the War Machine Emery and get to lower levels of the temple. This is going to be a challenge that is going to go on. And as you do things, you can feel that. But things proceed. You can see some of the War Machines might activate. And you remember the kind of troubles that they cause. <laughs> so yeah, so that was your action. And and I guess makes sense to be go. I guess Lady is on the scene, so you can also do things against her. A brief out of character tactical. Brian, I'll swing on Lydia if you want to try and overcome that bust out of the armory. Okay. And in fact, I'm in the yellow zone. Yeah, I'm gonna create a hinder and an advantage using my uh, acrobatics. John Doe looks around, he sees how thick the fog is and realizes that navigating is going to be kind of hard. And so John Doe starts using his terrifying super leaping that I often forget he has and starts bouncing around the room. So what is the advantage and disadvantage that you create? The uh, advantage I create for us is as John Doe's landing places, he's giving a pretty accurate mapping out of the room. So he's going to give rough understanding, which is the plus one. And then for my disadvantage, I'm going to, as he's bouncing around, he's also knocking shit off of tables and such. And as it lands, it's going to create a slipping hazard. I'm trying to think what to, na- what to name this vernacular, reflect there being lots of junk on the floor. Yeah, a bunch of clutter on the floor for the speedster to trip over. Okay, and uh, we do handle the initiative. Temple's gone. You know what? We shouldn't let the enemy act last because then they can just pick. So we're going to pick Bella, Senator Bella. You notice the change in the air pressure, but you realize that uh, she's no longer moving away, but she's moving back. Comes back at you at high speed, and uh, she tried to hinder you. She comes at high speed and uh, she seems to be trying to dig you out and uh, she seems to be coming out in and out of the dust and uh, you look up and you see her graining as she lands and does the same thing that she did the previous fight and hits the ground but she lost a lot of momentum by having to move through the butter and uh, lacks the strength that had before. It does not manage to break the floor and trap you, but it causes a bunch of dust to rise. So you are going to get hindered by having a mouthful of dust. And you're going to hand off. Okay, so she wanted to race us down the temple. Is anything closing right now? 
Not that you can notice through the dust. I don't know if this te- this floor is hollow or not, do I? So. Can try to find that out. Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Can I apply the principle of destiny? How about like with all the, the shake up, a slight ray of sunshine hits the point where I should hit and I see that as an omen. That sounds good. So basically you are trying to interpret this. So lore, awareness, and uh, you are yellow, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's an eight. I just slam my fist into that point. See what happens. You follow this thing, this uh, literal beam of the sun, and you punch hard through it. And the path opens downwards in what seems to be an even bigger chamber. And this one, it seems like it has not been breached by the archaeologists that were working on the site. And you feel stale air, but there's much less dust there. And you figure it's not going to remain like that for long, but it seems to be a path through the dust you have unlocked. So for now, it seems that you have completed the show. John, this way. Right. And I will pass it off. I'm going to say the temple. All right. So you go down and you realize that, uh, oh, this might have been a mistake because it is a closed place, but it's full of war machines and war machines that seem to be in much better state. <laughs> Oops. And yeah, and there seems to be only a corridor leading you out. And you turn your lantern there and the corridor seems to stretch as far as you can see. And it seems it's going to be a long trek until you find somewhere else or you might need to get creative. So the difficulty of the challenge increases. So instead of needing one overcome action, you need now two. So you're going to need someone else going to need to clear a path through the dust now that you know that there is this additional level in between. So that is the action of the temple. And the temple, going to hand it off to John Doe, because John Doe is still on the level above. So John Doe is going to duck in after Joachim. Do I try to do more hinders and buffs, or do I try to overcome quick and then take the hit that Senator Bell is going to throw at us? Let's try to overcome. I'm going to use the principle of amnesia to try and overcome in that John Doe lacks any archaeological knowledge, uh, not just archaeological knowledge, but any architecture knowledge, really. And so, whereas most people would have some assumptions about, well, you know, this is probably going to be the right way out of the dust. John Doe is just going to trust his gut. All right, we'll go for it. I'm going to overcome and because I'm trusting my gut, I'm going to use intuition. I guess I'll use random access memories and uh, my yellow die. Yeah, go for it. I got a sec. You're going to need to accept a, a minor twist if you want to succeed. I'll take it. I'm going to say that you're trusting your gut and uh, you figure out that uh, if you want knees in a maze, you just put your hand against the left wall and continue along and you'll eventually find it, right? It makes sense. And as you're doing that, you hear a click and it turns around and you feel the floor rotate under you and you are dumped into a chamber full of sand. So the good news is that you have found the way deeper into the temple. The price is that uh, you're going to get separated from the others. That's fine. Okay. And how are you going to hand off initiative? Person, uh, both Berserk here and the Senator are left. And once again, we learn from our past mistakes. I'm not going to let the Senator ever go last. Senator's up. 
So Berserker, you see John Doe pass through you and keep flaming, and then you hear movement, and you turn around to see the senator. And she's grinning, and she seems quite pleased. Well, this is someone that I can actually fight. And yeah, she charges at you and tries a probing attack. Okay, so that's five damage incoming. Yeah, I think I can take it. Okay, uh, you reduce it to three, right? Yeah. Okay, so now it's your turn. I don't see where John Doe went. I'm not as fast as John Doe or this person. I'm wondering, should I attack or should I not? Or should I just run? I mean, she's going to be going after you and going to keep giving you troubles as you go. Yeah, I'm going to hinder her with modification wave. Uh, I'm going to use signature weapon, magical lore, and my status die. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Uh, So that's, I don't remember the modifier on that, but that's a six. What is the hinder that you create? Basically, I'm shouting at her. I'm Fusro dying her. You know, and you basically, you seem to have uh, stunned her. She seems a bit pushed back. Oh, ow, damn. No, that's something that I'm not used to taking. Hand it off to Lydia Bella. Well, 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 well. I knew you were strong, I guess. There's no other way around it. You are quite gutsy. Only one of us can go ahead. And she flexes. Well, time to get serious. And she tries to cross through your sound blast. See how well she does. Okay, so she pushes through the sound blast and she rises a knee and just kicks you in the gut, giving you the hinter out of breath, minus three. And then as you are just stop shouting, she puts her hands together and just descends it over your head as you finally are at her level and both hits the back of your neck. Then she closes her arms together and puts you on a lock as she tries to squeeze the living hell out of you. And that's after the winder is 13 damage coming your way. What? Where did you get the 13? Min plus mid. Sorry, it's uh, she hinders with marks and mean. Oh. Remember, you have out of red, so that's a hinder of three. Puts me in the red zone. No, puts me in the red zone. Puts me down to 10 HP. I'm going to tr- at least try and mitigate the damage. But that takes you a minor twist. All right. And you're going to have a minus three, but you need to get rid of that minus three. Better be now. Yeah. So that's. I'm going to hit the deck. Ow. Ow. Does that increase damage? No. <laughs> so let's see a good twist. I think she has me totally locked down. This is the twist, like at this point. I'm going to take the, the one that you've been using around her, but the omens, and I'm going to double into that. So you struggle. You keep fighting against her headlock, but you are strong. You are a warrior, but she's a wrestler and you are on her domain. If she managed to get you on her ring, she controls you. So as you keep looking into her, you can hear ringing in your ears and you already had little air, but you sense a headache as there is less and less oxygen and it clicks something and you let go and suddenly you are not 
looking at. You are not into the temple to the hurty glop of darkness. You are peering somewhere else and you just see trendles around you, vaguely in the shape of Senator Bella. And you see something massive, something bigger than size can describe. Just like the tendrils that you see reaching out to John Doe. And against the outline of what could be a moon, a star, you don't know, something massive. You can see the blurred contours of shadow. And it looks like a vaguely feminine-like figure, as if it's darting in place across time. It looks like she has ten horrifies at first. You can see that it's just the same stretched forever. And it's just overwhelming. It's like, just like you think back at when you clasped hands that it felt like you were fighting a sun. It's like you are fighting a principle of the universe. Like whatever the senator is, is only a shadow of something much bigger. Just some kind of universal or pan-universal concept. And you realize that the desert is actually quite small compared to her. You don't know what she is, but the great enemy, the enemy that your people have been preparing to fight off, is nothing against her. And you realize whoever is casting this shadow that is the Senator Bella will never be possessed by the desert. The desert has no power over it. But for some reason, it is working in tandem with desert, is allowing the desert to win. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you realize that, and uh, you are stuck in this realization in the threshold between consciousness and your body goes limp. And for a moment, you lose consciousness in this cosmic awareness. As this was happening, what happened to John Doe? Oh no. You look around, you manage to fumble around in the darkness, and you find your flashlight. You seem to be in some kind of ancient catacombs. And if there are bones here, they have been taken off all identity by the fog of war. And you know that you must press on, even if you are alone now. What do you do? John Doe kind of focus and starts to, he flashes his flashlight. If he's up against two walls or up against one wall, he picks a direction and starts to run in it as fast as he can. Okay, what do you do as an action? She wanted to race us to the bottom of here for some reason. Could be a great opportunity to have boosts, especially when someone has abilities that involve boosts. I need to make two boosts, but I need to figure out how I can make two boosts that will help uh, everyone out. Do I hear the clatter going on on the floor above me? Oh, you don't. You have no idea even that she confronted Berserk here. Dang it. Do I see any reasonable way up there? Or am I besides the way I came? I mean, why would you want to get up? Right. But uh, no, you see the way you came in. I'm sorry, Brent. I can't help you, but I, I can help myself, which will be important in a minute. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm beyond help right now. <laughs> Two boosts? Yeah, I'll make two boosts because, you know, I need to get all squeeze all the value I can out of this. John Doe's going to do two things. One, he's going to start stacking whatever debris he can into basically a trap that's about ankle height that she's going to trip over because John Doe knows she's coming down. Here. And then his second action as part of my, uh, as my gotta be quicker than that, John Doe's going to do the exact same trick she did, but in waiting, he's going to jump up and hold himself at the ceiling to lie in ambush for her. 
So make two boosts with me. I'm going to cash in all my boosts when she comes down here and get three attacks against her. And we're going to see how much shit she's talking then. Probably a lot, but I'm going to put a... It's not a trip wire, but it, you know, we're going to use trip wire. It's fun. It's flavorful. Trip wire and ambush because I'm waiting above the doorway for her to come in with a crazed look in my eye. Who do you hand F next? Uh, we're going to give it to Berserk here. Well, you're going to get your conscious back. Unconscious. So, yeah, you wake back and you see that uh, she went down the corridor. She's out of... She clearly, she thinks she defeated you. And now she's going after Jondo. If she figures out the way down and uh, you... Yeah, again, you regain consciousness, uh, how things are looking for you. And what do we decide to do? I'm just going to move down. I don't really think I can I can just boost myself. I'm going to boost myself using modification wave and just try and follow. If you go down, you can if you end up in the same location as John Doe, you can boost both of you. Yeah. Would I end up at the same location as John Doe, though? Uh, yeah. OK, I'll do that. Except for I'm going in first. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, John Doe, how do you avoid just hammering Berserker? You know, John Doe is the ultimate himbo. He has perfect intuition while also not knowing anything about anything. So uh, he knows instinctively it's Berserker and, like, flicks a rock at the back of his head. Ah. And when he looks up, he, like, gestures quickly at the tripwire. Uh, Berserker nods. So, Berserker, how do we empower uh, Signature weapon, magical lore, and status die. I'm just going to focus on... Any like trapped spirits here that have tried to been subjugated or rebelling against the big gloppy heart of darkness. Okay, so I boost both of us with an eight. I don't remember what that is. That's a plus three. Okay, good. So now you just gotta name the boost. Good spirits. So a spirit blessing? Yeah, spirit blessing. And you hand off to the temple. I gotta, yeah. So you rouse up the ancient spirits around this place. They've been subsumed by the desert, by Krutulu, by the oil daily darkness, by the mirror of all darkness. And uh, you feel empowered by the rebellion. But uh, there are many defenses in this temple. And if you are able to evade most of them until now. Oh boy. You cannot avoid. And uh, from the walls of the catacombs, you can see oil using through and twist and form into blobs. And uh, you are surrounded by five crude toloids, like sagots made of petroleum. And they mindlessly charge at you. Ow. How many are there? Five. Ow. So three of them charge at John Doe. The other two charge at uh, Berserk here. So that's 10, 9, and 3 attacks to John Doe and 9, 8 to Berserk here. Plus 3, that's 11. Tell us how you get all of their intention and you fend off all their massive attack. As the two are attacking me, I charge through them, knocking them out of the way, kind of making them splatter, but they kind of reform. I'm not really attacking them. It's like, this is goop. They just reform. Then I jump in between John Doe and the other Galop. What were they called again? Crudethuloid. And just basically soak all that. Yeah, and you are engulfed in this sea of petroleum. They hand off initiative to you. Okay, what would I boost with ultimate weaponry since it does two things? 
Uh, so because the boost is persistent and exclusive, you would be able to boost all of your your rolls following with that bonus, but only with that bonus. That's my last boost on this. I'm going to go ahead and boost the boost. So that 13, I don't know how much that boosts it. You get a plus four. <laughs> yeah, I get a plus four. So I deal seven damage plus four, so that's eleven damage on these creatures. And what is the the new persistent plus four boost called? I hate stealing from D and D, but this is basically where Berserkir is right now and is in their mind state. Mindless rage. They're just in the battle, head empty, only battle. So you deal eleven to one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just gone. Even with their D10, they can't defend against it. Nope. So who did they give off in this? initiative too? Well, I don't want to waste any more boosts before Bella gets here, so I'm going to hand it over to Bella. And uh, the first that hits you is the sound, and then the entire catacombs come crumbling down as she just digs through and attacks, well, the six of you. And from the rebel, let's see what happens. This is going to hurt. <laughs> So she's gonna hinder everyone. Gonna be crumbling catacombs minus two. And that's eight damage incoming to everyone. And that means they need a literal 10 to save. So let's see how many minions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't they take the minus two too? Yeah, they do. This is why they need a 10. That one guy. Yeah, so, okay. So how are you doing? Uh, Eight damage incoming your way. Well, I'm at 5 HP. I am... Well, I'll happily take that dip. So, okay, so you take this 8, and what are you going to do? And then she's going to take 8. And you use one of your boosts? No, uh, this is just my reaction. I don't roll for it. Uh, I'm going to save my boosts. But my reaction trades you when I'm attacked by a nearby enemy. The attacker also takes an equal amount of damage. She comes scrambling down and uh, the catacombs fall around you. She smashes the way through there and she punches the way towards Berserkir through the Crutuloids, reducing most of them to nothingness. And uh, as this is happening and you brace yourself for the impact, Jando, what do you do to hurt her? As one of the rocks that she knocks down is actually what hits John Doe. And as it hits him, he's so, this whole mission has been so painful and so infuriating for him. He headbutts the rock towards her and the rock is what hits her and does the damage. She's just, ouch. And she turns around and as she is distracted, one Crutuloid reforms from the mass and engulfs her. It's gonna be a simple challenge to free her. She's now prisoner of this last remaining minion. And she's gonna hand off initiative to John Doe. Now I am going to use odds are still against you. I assume I can't swing all these attacks against her. No, if it's different targets. It says, yeah, you one extra target. You can attack the minion that is keeping her in place. I want to do that, though. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to set up my... I'm not going to use my real big attack. I'm just going to hit her for five as I jump down using and just drop kick her. Well, you drop to kick... Basically, you're doing shock damage because you're just drop kicking her through the crude. 
That's fine. Who you're gonna get a handoff to? Who's left, or is ever? Or are we back to the beginning of a new round? Uh, temple. Uh, the temple. <laughs> well, we hand off to the temple again. The temple starts to exert influence over their captive. It starts to take over the purpose of senator. So Lydia is going to get hinder of minus one. Is persistent and exclusive. And then head off to Grutaloids. As John Doe attacks them, uh, they try to attack John Doe too, trying to engulf them and uh, enclase them as they are enclosing the senator for Rhode Island. And it's one damage coming the way of uh, John Doe. I'll take it. They take what damage? Oh no, will they save? Of course they will because they don't have hinder. And it's a successful save, which means you are trapped. And now it's also a simple challenge for you to not be engulfed. Fair enough. Yeah, so basically now both you and Bella are engulfed. And you can hear her curse. Brilliant idea, Jack. Great job. Now we are both here. Madam Senator, you're just mad I beat you in this race. Well, you literally have to tar us to win. I... What? You know, drop us in the crude. Madam Madam Senator, I was here long before the crude was here. I won. This is not even the end. Still much temple to go. Oh, well, uh, bye. You are stuck. You're not going anywhere. But, uh, unlike you American supers, we at System 4 always have backup. Berserk here. (laughs) No, you can attack the minion or you can uh, free only John Doe as a simple challenge. I think John Doe can get out by himself and so can she. So I just want to knock her down a bit. All right. So I'll attack her with my ultimate weaponry, which we'll see what what it does. And I'll use the the boost on the boost on the max die. So so that's a nine and um, that's seven damage on her. So yeah, so that's uh, another plus three that you create. So beyond your rage, what else do you have? I don't want to say hope for some reason. Like, I hope we make it out of this. <laughs> How do you hand off initiative to? Yeah, I'm going to do John Doe. It doesn't seem like the temple and Bella are working in tandem. The temple's on nobody's side but its own. Yeah. Once again, use by use any two basic actions using acrobatics. One of them is going to be to overcome the challenge. One of them is going to be to create another, I'll create a hinder again on the center because I'll try to at least because she's going to escape in one round. She's good enough to, and I just want to keep slowing her down. But uh, first, let's see if I bust out. Does the four get me out of this simple challenge, Ludo? I think you need a major twist. Yeah, uh, no, a minor twist is good enough. Okay, I'll take the minor twist. I will say you lose four health from freeing yourself. I'll take it. I am now in the red zone, but uh, you are free. I am free. What is the hinder? I'm going to create a minus two hinder for the senator. I'm just going to be like, see, senator. Oh, I'm out. Catch you later. And it's just going to be like a frustrated hinder. It's just John Doe is John Doe's good at talking smack. And then he's going to uh, move in whatever direction she was looking to move. Because if this isn't the bottom, that's where we got to be. Uh, who you hand off initiative to? Might as well get the uh, the punishment for talking all this smack out of the way. I'll hand it over to the senator. 
She gets really pissed. Jack, you have done nothing but testing my patient for the last two days. I consider myself a magnanimous combatant, but you have gone outside of the marks of any ill. I, I always prefer to think of myself as a Rudo, but... Uh... You see the Krutaloid explode, and she shakes her head. I've done my job. I've delayed you long enough. After all, I shall not help the desert. This world is going to be claimed by it, because it's the price of freedom for the rest of the universe. I did my part here. More would be, I guess, unsportsmanlike. Carry on, Jack. Madam Senator. I'm not going to stop you. It is always a pleasure. And she crosses her arms. Basically inviting you to go on. Come on, Berserk here. Let's get this done. Okay. It's going to be the temple. So you continue outwards down the temple. You find a massive well, like really massive. And it's full of oil bubbling to the surface. And over it, there seems to be this stone seal of a a 12 tipped stars. And the seal seems to be tracking and disposed around the well, sitting on slabs of stone. There seems to be a bunch of people and you recognize at least some of them from the files on the senator's car. One of them is the missing CIA, the missing CIA agent, Giles Jackson West. The other seems to be different members of different companies. And one of them seems to be the Canadian ambassador. And they are all bound, their their heads veiled as oil slowly drips over them. And uh, yeah, you were welcoming this scene. You see the crude sealed in the well start leaking through and forms a few more crutaloids. And you have four new crutaloids standing between you and this seal and the people that have been kidnapped or attracted deep into this site or this whatever you stumble in. And it's gonna hand off to Berserky. <laughs> I, for one, would like to figure out so it looks like these people are the sacrifices. Are they tendered by anything other than the oil? Are they chained? No. No. No chained. Only the oil. If they look like if at any moment they could just walk away, still stay there, and still welcome the influence of the art of gloopy darkness. My best guess, we don't want this seal broken. Mm-hmm. Can I hinder the temple? <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, but... That only affects the the dice rolls that they make. I kind of want to roll magical lore and stuff, figure out what's what the best course of action is. Just picking up the people and just running them out. Actually, I'm gonna I'm just gonna start grabbing people. I don't know what the challenge would be on that. They just grab them and start taking them out, not knocking them out, but. Yeah, let's start. So there are four crutaloids around you, and uh, you're gonna start doing overall action to basically get a good grounding on that. Yeah. So gonna be magical lore, d10, and uh, awareness, I guess, d6. And uh, I think destiny could apply. Okay, so basically, this is the closest you are to the desert, to the great enemy. If this is not your destiny, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna give you everything that you could get, and uh, 
you figure that even getting close to that is going to be a problem. E- and uh, because the influence of the dust is even stronger here. And you know what it did to an entity as powerful as the shadow that is Senator. And you figure out that will do the same to you, even more than the Cryptoloids. That is probably going to be what keeps you. And that's why these people, they are that, because they are controlled by the dust. And uh, you will be just as vulnerable. And you figure that there is no halfway measures. First of all, you're going to find a way to traverse this safe. Then you're going to need to rescue all the VIPs that are here. And then you must, if possible, restore the seal to its full power. And that's the closest to a victory that can be stolen here from the grasps of the Telluric Omega. And because you have been interacting with the dust so much, you and you have drawn power from the spirits around, you manage to do that part just as easy and you manage to unleash the spirits on a protective charm that allows both of you to go ahead. So, yeah. So this is the challenge on the final part, and you manage already to beat the first part. Okay, John, though, I, I relate all that. We need to get these people out here, reseal it. I have the dust under control. Go for it. I'm going to pass it off to the crude Lloyd. And let them take attacks against you. Yeah. Or you could pass it off to me and I can deal with them real quick. I, I don't want you to deal with them. I want you to deal with the challenge. Yeah, because, you know, they can engulf you. Yeah, these things are basically just a speed bump. So I will try and defend us, Cruthaloids. Okay. I will try and keep them off you, as you try and, like, do this next challenge. All right. So who's you're, who are you heading off to me? Are you heading off to the temple? Who are we heading off to? Yeah, I guess it's you now, John Doe. I would say that you're going to be trying to rescue the VIP, so I think principle of the team might apply even more. Okay. You know, shaking these people's like, hey, I'm someone important, and I'm here for your safety. John Doe doesn't have, like, a dad voice or, like, the stereotypical authoritarian way of ordering people to do things, of loudness and brash and almost bullying. Instead, John Doe's just very confident when he's telling people to do things. He's just, hey, I'm John Doe. You're going to go here. And he's going to do that to the VIPs. He's going, like, hey, you need to go right over there. You need to go right over there. You see the large person with the with the magic axe? You're going to go right next to them. Do you still have boosts? I do. I'm actually going to cash in. My last one, my plus two of ambush, uh, because John Doe knows how what rocks are safe to step on now, what rocks aren't. He's moving especially quickly. I got an eleven. That uh, clean success. Yeah. So I will say you fill two boxes and you manage to get many of them to leave this place, even if they are still a bit stunned. If you you don't know if it's all on your presence alone or if it's also the spirits around you that are sneezing them out of the fog of war. But uh, yeah, you manage to get many of them away. So who do you ha- gonna hand off next? I guess I'll hand off to the crude Thaloids. So they're going to go half-half, so... But anyway, I know already what Berserkir is going to do, so... So that will be 3-2 on Berserkir, so they actually don't deal any damage. And 4-6 on... Uh, yeah, I'm going to use Intercession, try and keep John Doe from getting knocked out. <laughs> so tell us how, as the they glamour around you, as they try to threaten John Doe and the, the VIPs, how do you keep them in check? 
you know, when they're all fighting the gloopy monster, I just I'm just swinging wildly, not really doing any damage to them, but just knocking them apart and just preventing like their tendrils from getting to John Doe. Mm-hmm. And the other, I don't know if the yeah the other people that are still left in there. <laughs> you are really close to the gloopy heart of darkness, and uh, Crude starts to invade your thoughts, John Doe, even with the spells. And you realize that it becomes really hard to distinguish enemies from foe as you are consumed by the fog of war, and you're gonna get this hinder. Things stop becoming clear. And yeah, you're gonna get this fog of war minus two persistent and exclusive. Are in the last two boxes. It's almost over. John Doe is going to try and like he he staggers for that moment as the crude invades his thoughts. And uh, John Doe doesn't know shit about shit about magical seals. Uh, of all of the things John Doe knows very little about, Magical Seals is probably in the top five. And John Doe's going to leap over Berserk's uh, shoulder and get tangled up with the crude Thaloids. There is still needs for one extra success on finishers going to VIPs. There are still some. Oh, is there? I thought I had them all. Okay, then I'm not going to take the double action with Min. Going to continue to use principle of, of the team and just, you need to get out of here. You need to go. This isn't safe. Okay. Remember, you have a hinder now. Yes, a minus two. How's a seven? Uh, minor twist. I'll take it. Yeah. And uh, you go around, and the last person that does that is is the the CIA agent, and uh, he shakes it off. And uh, Captain Giles Jackson West looks wildly at you, and furious foaming out of his mouth he says you you fucking traitor and he pulls out again and shoots you i mean it's your get for seven damage you are stopping the desert you will not put an end to history by draining its lubrificant you are on the wrong side oh seven damage coming your way from this last guy Ow. is he going to become an enemy no Okay, I'm going to take it and not react and just, you can shoot me later. And you shove him aside and the others drag him. He's clearly too hard to actually put the fight. And you can hear Captain West screaming, I'll remember this, you filthy cold pink who should have buried you. I'm glad I'm not you. What that even means? In turn, uh, hand this off to Berserk here, yelling, I've got all the hostages. Do some magic stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Principle of the Destiny already applies, but we have like five hero points already. <laughs> Let's see what I can do here. There's. Yeah, but you want that max. Yeah. Actually, I would say this is master because you're going to be using your spells on an awful lander to seal the desert. Mm hmm. So signature weapon, magical lore, and red dice. Is that good? I'm channeling it through my weapon. I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer this into repair. Yeah, it's not mad. Max. Okay, it's an eleven. It's sealed. So tell us how you seal the twelve point stars and uh, you manage to keep the crude the oil away for another decade? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I think focusing all their magic and all their power into one spot through their axe into that crack that's forming. And it's like this. 
as as I growl loudly and shout, this crack just slowly kind of like uh, that, like an old like we don't know our characters don't know what it is, but players and audience will like an old download meter that's just like come on, just go faster, as it just slowly just seals up. If you ever find yourself wandering the streets of Santiago in the year 70X, perhaps you can join us for lunch at the Little Expat Restaurant, known as the Cuisiner's Sun Frontiers. So we return to Santiago and we return to the Cousineurs and Frontiers and it's another day, another lunch. What is the state of the restaurant today? Who is the chef currently handling teaching and controlling the kitchens? I'm gonna ask Brad. Me? Uh, first of all, what type of chef? Last time we had the Fraternier. Chef who specialized in frying last time. You know what? Let's let's do something a little. You know, uh, it's someone who specializes in smoking and the uh, preparation of meats using smoking and grilling. Uh, grill everything. Yes. Today's main dish is the American classic of a low and slow, long smoked pulled pork, specifically with a Carolina-style mustard-based sauce. The side dishes are where things get a little more unique. We're going to say couscous because they go great together. And I need a vegetable. Someone give me a vegetable. Something green. Uh, uh, Celery? Yeah! And served with some very fresh celery to add some brightness to the dish. So, Berserker, you been here a couple of times. You got to meet the Grillardine. Who are they? They're indigenous descent Caribbean from Jamaica named Jamal Livingstone. They came over. I don't know. I don't know why they came over. <laughs> like the rest of us fleeing American imperialism. Yeah, probably. But uh, you seem to imply that uh, they were not one of the veterans that started the restaurant. That is a later edition. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They're one of the veterans that started the restaurant. Mm. Do, are they also a super or they just hate America? I kind of want to go with kind of Watchmen-esque super peer. They're like not they don't have superpowers great enough at their they're basically superheroes without like real big 
a super soldier serum. They were just really good at their job. So operators? Yeah. So yeah, like the everyman. They're also really into smoking, I guess. <laughs> you get your way to the Cuisination Frontiers, and after checking the menu, you sit yourselves at your usual booth. And who are your guests for today? Our guests for today, of course, are none other than Madam Senator Lydia Bella and her attache, her crew, her, uh, to use the pro wrestling term, I'm sure the Madam Senator would love, her uh, managers. Yeah, and uh, Lady Bella comes inside, appraises the kind of diner-like unusual look of the place and compliments everyone, compliments uh, Jamal and takes a seat uh, with Denise sitting to her left and Daria and Alexandra sitting to her right and she starts half minded tapping her fingers on the table well uh madam senator it's great you could join us tonight oh yes it's really great to get an invitation check i always was curious to see how things are on the other side of the cyber wall firewall what are they calling now alexander i think they are calling the great latin firewall yes that's you know that's i i have to say i like it a little Wait, 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 wait. There's a big wall of fire separating us now? Uh, n- n- no, I had to ask about the term firewall too. Don't don't feel bad, Joachim. Uh, it's like a computing term. And Daria, a uh, camera woman, she uses this opportunity to tease about a few. Oh yeah, wait until you hear about the iron wall. I thought it was a curtain. Well, it is a curtain, except a second wall for a window. That's that's a weird change in perspective. And uh, the senator goes like, oh, wow, that's very smart, Daria. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's definitely a... So I've got to ask, before we start going to firewalls and iron walls, I know how you met, but Daria, how did you meet the, the senator? Oh, uh, we were appointed uh, to to her, and uh, Alexandra adjusts her glasses. I arranged that. She seemed like she would compliment the eager attitudes of the senator, and Lydia seems really excited. This means that she is not afraid to throw after me to get the better angles. Okay, all right, that that makes sense. All right, Madam Senator, I've got to know. How many title belts did you retire holding? Now, there, Now, Jack, you need to keep in mind that that's usually a bad sign that, that you are at a bad promotion if you retire even holding one title belt. Come on. You always want to go the one last time, make the big show of still showing that you still got it or passing the torch to your protege that is going to continue that. That said, I retired with three belts. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but that's the point, Jack. You should not see it as a point of me being that impressive. Even if she is, then he adds. Even if I am, 
The point is, it's more a failure of creative than uh, my success. Ah, it would be an cult of me to claim that. Uh, Yoki, do you like wrestling? Have you seen pro wrestling? Has anyone showed you that yet? Uh, the stuff from uh, Mexico, yeah. But I just, we keep using this word senator. No one has explained that to me yet. Is that like a Jarl, a Jarl, and then and you're like, and then you two are like advisors to the Jarl? Sort of a, so in America, they have a pretense of free elections wherein people are like one of two levels of representatives. There's the people from the House of Representatives and then there's the Senate. Uh, we could get into explaining exactly how all of these work, but suffice to say, they're like an elected Jarl who in turn answers to a high king. You see, my friend, everyone in America is a yeoman farmer at heart. So they have a system that will befit the yeoman farmer. And because the yeoman farmer has better things to interest, to enjoy their liberty, they have a representative democracy. They have representative chiefs that gather in a big council. And Alexander interjects, an outing, you would call it perhaps. And that's outing, that's what rules the American state. Well, besides the judicial and the executive. That's, yeah, that's a pretty good explanation for you. But are all senators as strong as you are? I mean, I, I see very little reason why you don't just smash the current executive branch and just take over. I don't understand why the biggest uh, legislative branch does not hit the smaller executive branch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I am suppressing my laugh very hard right now. Hold on. Ooh. Uh Although I do actually have a similar, I do think that's a fair line of questioning. How many senators have uh, run around with superpowers now, Madam Senator? That's actually a good question. Uh, usually, she's going to say something, but Alexander raises her hand, but Denny's is snickering, so Liddy looks in the opposite direction and misses the sign, and she lets some truth escape. Now, you see, other than people that have worked on intelligence, it's unlikely because, you know, someone that actually worked in the domestic super teams usually it's seen as uncounted. It's them to run to this occupation. It's actually more likely the other way around uh, after a failure in politics that you go into superheroes. Otherwise, unless you were working for the CIA or some other intelligence branch and you just happen to have those ties already to politics and you can just move sideways, it's pretty unlikely for someone that has known superpowers to choose that path. Besides, everyone hates senators and uh, superheroes are always popular. Except, you know, here. Hey, I'm, I'm popular here and so is Joachim. But, um... And then he's interjects. Yeah, but 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 you are a terrorist. That, that this is why you are uh, popular in this rogue nation. I mean, um, America sure does love calling freedom fighters terrorists until they win. But uh, do you know Mac Five? I thought there was only four Macs. And she turns to Alexander. No, there are five. The the fifth one works 
extraplanetary. Oh, why would you ever leave Earth? All the nice stuff is here. So uh, another question. If everyone hates these senators, why haven't they just, you know, uh, you know, got rid of them and replaced them? Well, Joachim, it's a, a decent bit of that is a hearty convincing from people like our Madam Senator here that uh, the senators are the best they can do. And that just shrugs. Well, and the senator is always going to look bad if you think about it. I mean, if someone represents you, they're not going to represent you perfectly. So that's a recipe for you to hate someone. This is why my work is so important, because I have to reframe it and make them look on the better light. Because the tendency is that you're always going to remember the bad, the times that they failed you, rather than all the days in which there are no problems and they represent you properly and they make sure that, you know, the water is clean and you have a job. You don't remember those days, but you remember that time they approve of the highway that that crosses too close to your home. I mean, that is a fair perception, but uh, I also remember the time the senator took a big old uh, bump from big blank to have my home bulldozed for an oil derrick. And uh, they, the four of them, they kind of laugh. Oh, oh, you're being serious. Like, (laughs) Jack, come on. Do you think that is the worst that the government can do for you? At least you were going to get paid. Oh, oh, not at all. Oh, look, I'm just trying to keep it, you know, I'm trying to keep it light. I'm not trying to make a real bad joke here. You and I both know that. I mean, I was uh, I was houseless in America for for several years. I know how bad it could get. At least I wasn't in your state. Here it's cold up there. And then he starts. Oh, you, were you living out of your car? What did you drive? Oh, I didn't drive. I I uh, slept where I could, and I chopped train a lot. Chopping train's scary. Don't recommend it. Wait, you don't drive? No. And and you, Berserker, do you drive? Uh, what? I I can sail a ship, a long ship. Why is it called a long ship, Lydia? Wonders. But they're they're they're, they're long, long uh, long boat, I should say. It's technically a ship is three masted vessel. <laughs> but wait, but. I worked on a carrier and it had no masts and it was called a ship, not a boat. <laughs> I know, it's it's weird. Well, does Berserkir know <laughs> that there are ships without masts? I think when they were sailing and they landed in the port, they noticed that why do those boats not have... I, I think it's a flashback at this point, like talking to one of my crew members. Those boats don't have sails. How do they move? Huh. Uh, why do you ask if we can drive? I don't know. I always like to hear people talk about their cars. I mean, I've been in a lot of cars when you hitchhike everywhere. Oh, that's depressing. You meet a lot of interesting people. And Jamal comes to the table. Yeah, like uh, Rhodesian mercenaries on a jeep that you are uh, diving on top of them. How are y'all you doing? Oh, Jamal, I'm doing great. Those Rhodesian, you know they had it coming. I don't need to tell you. 
Well, there's your decision. I'm doing very well. Thank you for the smoked fish. I haven't had fish this good since I left the homeland. I was wondering, my good man, uh, could you get me some uh, some prawns? I think they will be great alongside this. That's most certainly I can. Uh, but yes, most certainly I can get you prawns. In fact, me and some of the crew are going out for a fishing expedition with. Uh, oh crap! Who is Highwayman's friend again? <laughs> It was Highwayman's friend, right? The fisherman? The the, the cranky cop. Cranky ex-cop. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, what is his name? I really should remember because I just talked to him when he got back. <sighs> that seems nice. I would love to go in this kind of fishing expedition. I mean, we get to travel a lot with the senator, but uh, uh, when was the last time that uh, we got in a boat? And Alexander just said it last again. We were just on a yacht party two weeks ago. And you did not get invited, Denise, because you decided to drive the car all the way to Oklahoma for some reason. If you don't mind us prying, Denise, why'd you go to Oklahoma? Uh, I do mind. Oh, okay. That's fair. I respect your privacy. That is Snickers. Yeah, she has another girlfriend that she's trying to keep hidden from the rest of us. And some of us are pretending we don't know. And Lydia goes, wait, what? What? Hmm, I could go for a burger. And some of us are too fleeting to even pretend. That's... I mean... Hey, Mr. Jamal, can you cook me some really nice grilled burger here? This is nice, but can I eat more? Of course, of course. And... uh, the chef goes back to the kitchen. All right, Madam Senator, I, I got to ask one more, one more hard question. Do you prefer doing the hero stuff or do you prefer doing the senator stuff? Because uh, I've seen the occasional Senate meeting and that looks boring as hell. Well, Jack, the truth is they are not that different. I mean, and I'm not just saying this because it's what Alexander tells me to say every time. But if you think about it, Superheroing is not like wrestling. Superhero most of the time is very boring stuff. It's also a lot of meetings. It's a lot of working on your presentation. It involves a lot of time making calls so that you can get funding for your next campaign. Or in this case, to be sure that you are getting things in order with governors and mayors and chefs of police. Again, it's most of the time you spend on the phone or meetings and in both jobs you have explosions of violence sometimes to interrupt the boredom but I don't think they are that different Jack Q as she said specifically as she's saying like looking at work at appearance John Doe looks down at himself in like a cut off t-shirt and jeans oh yeah uh, yeah I know most of the time they have me sitting at a desk staring at this black window that used nothing Joachim, I'll talk to to the professor and have someone show you how to fully use the monitor. Because uh, I didn't know that was a problem for uh, You know what? They're confusing. I broke my first one twice. I guess that's a fair enough answer. I, I guess uh, being a superhero in great old US of A is a little different than being a superhero down here. Oh, first of all, you're a terrorist. They're, they're not a superhero. But... Uh, 
how it is here. Don't you have your evil councils of doom or whatever meetings? I mean, not to give away all of System 4 secrets up front, but uh, no. We, we have an occasional meeting if we think we need to exchange information. D don't you guys in the Americas literally have like monthly meetings with your corporate backed super teams? You're lucky if you are if they are monthly. See, uh, I mean, you, you'll run into other members and you'll swap stories or, you know, like get made fun of for being a dork or something. Not really. Uh, usually meetings are just to please someone that wants to see us darting around and the actual decisions and the actual matters of importance, they are decided on the corridors or on the golf course or on at lunch later. That sounds like how I'd imagine it works. We That's not how it works down here. We, we make a lot of the calls here. Yeah. And uh, Darius sneers. So what happened to serve the people and whatnot? Well, you see, uh, not to get, you know, too... So each member of System 4 has an expertise. I deal a lot with, you know, for example, mind-altering stuff. One on account of I can't remember anything. So if I see something that's if the rest of the system notices something like that, I'm alerted of it. I investigate it. And should System 5, which is the population, decide that I do my job poorly, I answer to them as my boss directly. That's very abbreviated. You've also got to remember, I'm not an expert in this, but that's roughly how it works. If I mess up real bad, I lose my job. They probably put me on a farm and co-op or something. So your specialty is your selfish source for identity, while the specialist of Burzer Kid is not plugging in the computer? No, I mean, that's one of my specialties. And it's not about me. It's about the fact that, uh, well, ever since somebody Grand Theft Mead, I'm more likely to be sympathetic and understanding towards someone else who's had it happen. You know, it'd be like if uh, the senator, her specialty was hanging out with, who, who's your favorite lobbyist, Madam Senator? Okay, not favorite. Who cuts you the biggest check? Uh, she turns to Alexandra and... She puts her glasses down and it's it's only lever. So it'd be like if uh, dealing with them was your specialty, not because you've, you know, you selfishly want to deal with them, but because you have the expertise of dealing with them. I also deal with things related to oppression of inner city houseless uh, populations and American sphere related supers. They're things I'm an expert in because I've dealt with them. Yeah. You know, I, you don't want to send someone else to the Americas to go deal with an American problem who doesn't speak English and isn't familiar with the culture. We'll not speak English. What? We'll not speak English. Everyone speaks English. Lots of people. What are you talking about? I mean, hold on. Uh, I look around and is there anyone else here who I know wouldn't be speaking any English? Yeah, most of the people here, they speak Spanish. Yeah, I'm going to point them like, I bet you... 90% of the population in this room doesn't speak English. Well, they're not speaking English now, but that does not mean they don't speak English. No, they, they don't. I I had to learn conversational Spanish to get by here. Oh, what? Instead of saying, where is the library? You go, don't there's a lot of people take Yeah, and that's nonsense. You just need to speak slower and louder. That's... I... I that's not how it works. I know it seems like it should work that way. It's not. It, it works.
works. I mean, come on, it why it always works? It it always works. What are you talking about? You just need to try enough. People remember that they know English. They, I I guarantee you, they don't know English. And if you try that, they get people get justifiably very upset. I mean, Joachim, you how many people in your homeland speak English? Well, fact is, I don't speak English either. I just use magic to translate the the language so that I can understand you all. See, see, see exactly what I mean. And Lydic is pointing out because America is the hegemon and the fate of the world is the fate of America and America culture rules the world. Magically, everyone speaks English, even if they don't know. Because if they don't speak English, if they internalize that, then the magic skips over there. I mean, it's like they are known people. Yeah, everyone speaks English, otherwise they are nobody. That's not true. That's actually not how it works. He, they hear him speaking Spanish. I hear him speaking English because, I mean, I, I, at various points, I, I now know I speak Rhodesian. Well, that's not the language. That's just dire Dutch. Wait, wait I thought everybody spoke English, Liddy. You can't come at me about this. Oh, no, it was Denise that say that. Oh, okay. Fair, fair enough, Denise. Oh. <laughs> Liddy will never say that. I, but I'm most comfortable in English. You don't speak any other languages, Madam Senator? Not at all? I speak Latin. Are you Catholic? No. I think only Catholics speak Latin. I, I, uh, if you think I was Catholic, I will not be using this the much I can to get more of the Irish and Italian vote. Yeah, I'm Italian, but I'm not Catholic. Well, then why do you know Latin? I don't know. I just know. Just like everyone knows English. That's not true. I thought it was normal. Nobody knows Latin except Catholics. And no, I, I know. I know. Oh. Professors. And you're not a professor, Madam Senator. I'm sorry. I know four languages. I know English. I know Latin. I know Cantonese. And I know Japanese. And I just know them. What are you going on about? Nobody knows Latin. Denise, do you know Latin? No. Joachim, do you know Latin? But uh, no, I, I don't think I know the, the Latin language. See, you're the only one here who speaks Latin. Oh, excuse me. Dari, do you speak Latin? Well, you are the only one here that speaks Afrikaans. So what can you say about that, Jack? But I've met other people who speak Afrikaans. Well, they are Rhodesians. They barely count as people. Whoa, Senator. Whoa. No, it was uh, Daria that said that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, Daria. You've never been to space? The, they are basically armored short shorts with racism and guns. <laughs> That's, that seems accurate from what I've met. But, Senator, you've never been to space? I thought you guys would have all met the uh, alien. No, Jack. I just said, why would anyone leave hurt? Did you ever leave Earth? That seems like a non-fo idea. I mean, to be fair, Senator, I may have left Earth. I don't remember ever leaving Earth. Yeah, but why would you do that? There are hamburgers here. There are no hamburgers in space. Because why there will be hamburgers in space? Well, if you leave Earth, I mean, I mean, there's Valhalla, Asgard. We met in physical space, not the ass. Is is there an astral realm berserk here? 
I believe so. Oh. I don't know yet. Those hippies were right. I owe them some I owe them some cash. Yeah, you don't want to go there, Jack. And Lydia turns really somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, our kind is not the kind that's well in the astral space. Man, I really can't believe I owe that Leary guy 50 bucks now. Anyway. Alright, Senator, we we've grilled you. Do you have anything you want to grill us about? It has been very pleasant, Jack. We should do this more often. Well, let's see how it goes. Maybe next time, if you can find a restaurant where the CIA will bug us, we'll even have it in America. Well, why would they put bugs on us? Recording devices. You know, recording devices, Joachim. Not actual bugs. Uh, okay. I will pretend I know what that is. So, you, you know when you use a spell to communicate... To learn what is happening on a location? Imagine that. With wait microphones. Magic can't do that. Magic can't do that? Oh, come on. Magic could, could do that. Ah, one of my long-term enemies, the Conjurer, he ran an evil cult from the swamp, and uh, he could use bottled swamp water to divine what was happening in matches in which... He was not present. Magic could do that. Uh, Lydia, was he was he actually a mage, or was this just a, a gimmick? Yeah, and uh, Denise is going, Senator dear, you don't need to keep Kefafe on. What's Kefafe? Fame? What's that? Oh, Senator. But I do agree, though. It has been a, a lovely lunch. Uh, here, you got to try these uh, these cakes that are made by a local food, food co-op. They're pretty good. I'm going to hand everyone some compliados. Wait, there's food that is not made by co-ops here. So it's not the heaven that they say it is after all. Mm. No, this is this is made by a different local food co-op. They look pretty industrial to me. Well, it's better than the nutrient paste the last guy gave us. They're, they're just different. It's <laughs> just put the eat the cake, eat the cake or give it back. Congratulations. Aren't they? Mm, this almost makes me want to turn traitor. I mean, I'd offer to send you a crate, but we're not allowed to export or import. So, yeah, I bet this could be a great success if it was done in America instead of uh, this cream. Could be corn syrup inside with some coloring. Why would you do that to a perfectly good snack? Well, because it will be cheaper to produce and will be sweeter and more addictive. It doesn't need any of that. It's perfect. Yeah, but we need to appease our lobby people. You know, they may make a new factory on World Island and then everyone is happy. You know what? I I wish I hadn't given you one of these now. Well, too late. Because we're gonna steal it. They won't be as good and that's fine. Well, there's nothing you can do it because you are filthy communists. I don't think you know what that word means. What, fealty? No, I, I know you know what that one means. It's the other one. Communists? Yeah. Do you know what it is, Jack? I'm learning. When's the last time you read a book? Nonfiction. Books are for nerds. Well, there you go. So I know more than you because I'm a nerd. But even I don't speak Latin. I think it's not the nerd. Absolutely is. Language, Latin is very cool. Everyone that speaks Latin is very cool. 
Name one cool person who speaks Latin. Me? I said one cool person. Me? Look, uh, I think the only way to sell this is to call it Voidwalker. She's the, the arbitrator of who's cool. But doesn't look good for you. Just saying. Under no circumstances, I am to allow the senator for Rhode Island to interact with the teen. There is no good outcome that can come from that. Because she's not cool. It's okay, I'm not cool either. I'm sorry, have you met a teenager? Yes. That shall be the answer that you require. Fair enough. Above all, we are to keep the senator from any harm. And a teenager, unlike a tank, could actually hurt the senator. Yeah, the Voidwalker keeps calling me not cool, and I'm like, yeah, it's very warm here. Joachim, it is, uh, to say something is not cool is to slightly deign upon their honor. It is to say you're not a prestigious and bold person. Now I must challenge Voidwalker. They have given them my honor. I wouldn't. She's mean. Challenge her to a flit. You're going to challenge it? What's that? It's a contest of poetry. Oh, no. You guys are really nerds. Poetry, reading books, not driving. Well, if you don't have poetry, how do you know? How do you sing of great deeds? That's why I'm here. And Daria points to herself. I make every deed look great. Ah, an editor. Scald. We need one of them. A scald. Yes, exactly. I assume that word sounds like it's correct. But if my companion here is going to challenge a teenager to a battle of poetry, I have to go help them prepare. So, Madam Senator, I hate to cut the lunch short. I hope you enjoyed the pumpkin cake. Next time, hopefully in a free America. As you're leaving, you hear Lydia turn to Denise and Daddy. Wait, I thought Alexander was the scold. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachzer. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettle and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.